Hey guys, this week's episode is on parenting boys and we are so excited to bring it to you. You'll notice an abrupt break that we weren't intending on having, but we have decided to bring you the rest of the content next week because there's just so many good things to say on this topic. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys, ages five, three, and two. And I'm Terilyn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 11, nine, five, and three. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. All right, guys, I'm going to start us off with a high five today. And that is a high five to a new journal that I just tried, journal slash planner, combo, really. Um, And it's called the High Performance Habits Planner, High Performance Planner, I think is the actual name of it. We'll link it. Um, I've always just done more of free writing, journaling, and then I've had, you know, like a calendar planner. But this um, planner kind of combines the two. So you basically have prompts for intentions going forward throughout your day, and then you reflect on them at night along with planning your day. And when I first opened it, I was like, this is like too much. I'm not going to remember to do it. And the same questions every day, like, meh, is that dumb? But I've really, I've really, really liked it. And I've liked the repetitive reflection. And yeah, it's great. This is not sponsored, but we will link, (laughs) we'll link the journal. If you're looking for a good one in the new year, I'm really liking it. It's great. And we're going to talk about his book on a future episode. Mm-hmm. So we're trying it out now for you guys. So yes, we can we're have testing. some, some long term. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I second that. That's, it's a really, I've never. Are you had, liking it? Mm-hmm. Oh. I've never had a planner that's so uh, in depth. I've yeah. always just done, yes, regular journaling and then like day planning. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's like a good, like, let me soul search for a few minutes. It every is morning. a soul search. And every yeah. night. Yeah. The night may be my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's really, really good. Okay, my high five is uh, I have been looking, me and my husband have been looking at our budget lately and seeing where we just like frivolously spend money that doesn't really affect our, like it's not important to us. Mm -hmm. And uh, so because of that, like we're not doing like random like, hey, I have a spare hour. Let's just like go out to eat or Mm -hmm. like go get a treat. And also I've been thinking a lot, we've talked about this before, but I feel like I've always tried to be, I've always tried to be conscious about this, but um, this kind of goes along with the idea of what am I teaching my kids is a treat. Because obviously I love treats. Like Mm -hmm. I love actual treats, Mm -hmm. ice cream, you know, well, Mm -hmm. I actually don't love ice cream, but (laughs) chocolate, you know, whatever, like cookies. Yeah. (laughs) I love all those things. And there is something fun about that process of like going and getting a treat. So Mm -hmm. just to be clear here, I am totally cool with going and enjoying time together and getting a treat. Mm-hmm. However, just with these kind of two things in mind, last night my uh, second daughter and I had an hour while my other daughter was at dance and 
uh, Jeff was just like, hey, just take them because our schedule is a little different. So we just had kind of like a free hour. And my initial impulse was like, oh, let's just go get, I don't know, something yummy Mm -hmm. at at a fast food place. But then I was like, no, hold on. In my mind, what can I do that would be just like a regular, like still have the same feeling as a treat and we're connecting but not be, we're going and buying something. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her if she wanted to go to the library and she was like, yeah, let's do it. Cause we normally have the boys with us and they're so fun. But I mean, it's kind of like wrangling how many books are they pulling off the shelves? Oh my gosh. Sonny just runs down. He freaks out. We get to the library. He knows he goes sprinting in. He sprints down all the aisles and just pulls out books. (gasps) Just tornado. (laughs) So, I get what you're saying. Yes. That's crazy. So she was so excited. I'm like, we're just going to go and we're going to pull out books. <laughs> Not like that, but we're going to choose books. <laughs> she has her own library card. And we're just going to like snuggle in on the comfy chairs and just like read books for an hour. And she, it was so cute because, you know, it's like, I'm like, you can choose like, books. if you want to choose like more like little kid books, you'd be reading to the boys mm-hmm. or more chapter books because she's already reading specific reading levels that I'm like making her read at home. Right. So. Uh, for like our school curriculum so it was just kind of like a you just choose here and Mm -hmm. then we shared with each other what we were reading and it was so fun we spent zero money and we didn't even eat anything which food is always food is pretty much like always my go-to for things but it was kind of nice to have like something that wasn't money or food Mm -hmm. was just books but it felt like a treat to both of us i love that so it's so fun so just as a reminder the library is a free resource that we all have that you can use as a treat and i really i said this before but i really want to cultivate in my kids that feeling when you sit down with a good book it feels the same as a treat Mm -hmm. like that reward center Mm -hmm. in your brain Mm -hmm. i want it to feel like that for them Mm -hmm. like mm, that kind of like snuggling Mm -hmm. get Mm -hmm. ready for this delicious book and I felt like last night was like, yes, that was a step in cultivating that. Mm, I love that. And it was so fun. And it was connecting. I love the library. They have so many. I mean, I feel like lots of people enjoy the library. But every time I go, I'm always like, oh. And they have the fun little, like, more quiet, like, games and activities that my kids have not played before because we're not at our house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just go to the library because I feel like when I'm at home, I am trying, you know, that feeling of, like, trying to be present. But you're like oh, that laundry switching or, you know, like things that pull you away from your house, pull you out of your mind. And so sometimes we just go to the library and play there. And I just love it. It's Mm -hmm. the best. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make sure everybody knows out there, I don't want anybody to leave this conversation and think (laughs) I should never take my kid out for ice cream. That's great too. Yeah. I'm just saying it's really nice every once in a while to do something that's, it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm costing money and have to be have food Ooh, in fact i think i'm gonna post on instagram requests requests suggestion your guys' suggestions for non-money non-food fun things you do with your kids oh. that'd be a fun list to have yeah that would be way fun okay i'm gonna request that of you guys <laughs> okay so today we are talking about parenting bullies we've had tons of people ask us um Terilyn has two boys who are five and three like how old are our children mine are also five and three and then sunny who's two and i've only parented boys thus far um and so i'm kind of i was always just eating up all the boy books because i have three boys so i better learn how different we are and um i i know i don't know if Terrell and you felt this but i've I know a lot of people who have had both and who say, 
wow, there is quite the difference in broad, we're speaking in broad generalizations here in this whole episode. You might have girls that fall into some of these categories. You might have boys that touch none of these, but we're talking in generalizations. Mm-hmm. I only have three boys. They hit most all of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, but did you notice a difference in parenting your oh genders? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, don't be offended if yeah. you're, they don't fit into these categories because mm-hmm. not everybody does and yep. there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. But, um, oh yeah, for me, in fact, I, I'm almost like embarrassed to admit this, but I have read so many books about raising boys and I have read no books <laughs> specifically on raising girls, not because they don't have girls are facing. I mean, in this day and age, you have boys facing a whole set mm-hmm. of things and you have girls that are facing a whole set of things, difficulties, challenges and opportunities. Mm-hmm. But so it isn't that I don't think that they don't have issues, girls. It's just that I am a girl. And yes. so I feel like you I have experienced a lot of them. I understand them a lot better. Mm-hmm. Not to say that. I still probably should read some mm-hmm. and maybe I'll come up with some good ones and share with you guys what they are. But um, I just feel like I'm like well versed in what girls mm-hmm. are facing mm-hmm. and I still read enough about it that I, anyway, but yeah, boys, I feel like, I mean, I was almost scared when I found out my first was a boy. This is, this is like getting vulnerable guys, but I was worried cause I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand what they're going to face. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand men mm-hmm. all the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Because yes. I just because they're just experiencing something different than mm-hmm. I am experiencing, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh! So yeah, I started reading books then. Like, okay, what what's gonna happen here? Mm-hmm. How can I be helping? I I love the <laughs> idea of you're channeling instead of like suppressing. Totally right. You're like taking their natural strengths and their natural weaknesses and like mm-hmm. helping them use those as things that are gonna help them mm-hmm. in life instead mm-hmm. of hinder them. Yep. Anyway, yeah. So. Whew. And if you look at society, we're going to share a few statistics here. Boys are facing a very unique set of struggle, yeah. struggles yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, for example, right now, uh, and these statistics are from the book Calmer, Easier, Happier Boys mm-hmm. by, we'll link it. How do you say oh, her name? Oh, what's her name? She has a cool little dot dot above yes. one of the vowels. It is names. Noelle Janice Norton. It's such a good book. So these are statistics from her book. She says that right now, currently, boys are referred to speech-language therapists more. They are more likely to be diagnosed with emotional problems. And we know this, and I've read this so many times, but now girls have surpassed boys in universities enrollment. Mm -hmm. So there's actually, like, boys overall, we know, are having this really... And there's a lot of reasons for this, right? Like... Uh, she actually goes through the brain stuff. The you know their physicality is growing while they're young, like mm-hmm. developing, and so their emotions and all that are a little bit behind what a mm-hmm. girl would be at that mm-hmm. age. And so that does make it more difficult for a lot of them <clears throat> in school and stuff. Um, so again, these are generalizations, but there there is a unique set of challenges that boys are going to mm-hmm. have, and they also their strengths, their general strengths, which are like high energy, protection and loyalty, enthusiasm adventure which is risk-taking and competitiveness those are all can be strengths but every single one of those has a strength in excess or a negative side Mm -hmm. to it if you're too high energy in school you're going to be labeled as a troublemaker Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. you are overly protective and maybe do that protecting in a really physical way Mm -hmm. then you're going to get in trouble yep um you can be 
adventurous, but if you're overly risk taking, mm-hmm. then you're viewed as reckless. Mm-hmm. And competitiveness itself, I feel like, yes, there's like a place that we value it, but almost mm-hmm. everywhere else in life, we're like, no, tamp it down. Right, so right. It's a hard, anyway, so that's kind yeah. of like the things that boys are facing right now. Mm-hmm. With, the reason why we think it's worth delving a little bit into boys to help all of us have a little bit better tools. Understanding. Yeah. And when we're talking about Fertilin and I, when I think our overarching theory with the boys is understanding, embracing, and playing to those strengths instead of, I think sometimes as women, we try to, because it's different than ours, sometimes we don't see them as a strength and we do try to tamp out their boyness instead of channeling it into um, something productive or helping them use it in a productive way. And so when Terrell was talking about how they're, so all these things that are their strengths, their high, ener- their high energy, their competitiveness, all of these things. Um, so yes, in the book, Noel talks about how in this calmer, 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 easier, happier boys. (laughs) She talks about how all these things used to be. So if we look back at, you know, like tribes or just in history, even like when we're going through all these wars in our history, different things with men going out and hunting, all of these strengths were just worshipped. I mean, they kept people alive, everyone alive. If you weren't competitive and high energy and physical and strong and aggressive, then your whole family would just die. (laughs) And so everyone was just worshiped these men. And now we're like, calm down. We can go to the grocery, like chill out with the energy thing and the physical thing. You don't need to fight anybody. And so little boys get this subconscious um, feeling that they're not appreciated. Everything they do is just annoying and bugging us. And so then when their their brain development catches up with their physical, which she says is somewhere around eight years, mm-hmm. where it evens out with the girls, mm-hmm. they're Cause, like... Because their muscle cells, they actually have... Right. She gives mu- the amount. Like, they have more muscle cells that require mm-hmm. their brain going to that more. To the muscle. So yeah. that's why it does take them longer yeah. for their mind. And she brain. says, like, even when a boy and a girl are born generalization but most all like girls will never even have the possibility to have anything close to as much like muscle mass as boys any girl who's like doing extra physical things and just a normal boy their muscle is just so much takes so much more of their brain energy because that's just how their body composition is so that's why it goes there first and then when they catch up um they're just they feel why would i do what you're saying why would i you know obey cooperate all these things you don't appreciate me mm-hmm. like none of us <laughs> want to do something for someone that's just telling us we're doing everything wrong our whole life until mm-hmm. a certain point and then we're gonna listen yeah so yeah that's kind of the overarching thing is embracing the boyness and re- and directing mm-hmm. it and helping them learn not to ha- that they don't have to shut down from us because mm-hmm. yeah when we overly overly she always says telling them off mm-hmm. when we're telling them off over and over and over it does hurt them because they nobody wants to be disliked totally. and not appreciated by their parents, but then it is easy for them just to shut down. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the, the theme as I was researching this was we're trying to get them not to shut down, mm-hmm. right? To mm-hmm. stay connected. And if we can maintain that connection through actually appreciating their strengths, mm-hmm. 
then yeah, by the time they can, then they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. We, I don't know. They and they can, can use them for good. Exactly. They can use all those strengths for good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see that with adults even, all of us. I mean, I feel that way. If mm-hmm. I felt like my husband was never preaching what I do, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Shutting down. Fine. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. I yep. That yep. was that was not a good example because there's like actually a hundred <laughs> things where even if he wasn't appreciating, I would still do. So not a good example. Scratch that. We get the we get the. I would do that probably. <laughs> you might. I might. You might not. I might. Okay. So our first tip for boys, um, speaking of the physical high energy, is to really embrace nature, outdoor, wild time, and physical play with boys. I think. All kids, we've talked about this, I think all kids need this, but I think especially for boys, their bodies, like we said, develop first, they have more energy, um, and I think it's time that we embrace this, and sometimes it's hard as moms, because sometimes people (laughs) will come over to my house and they're like, is it always this much movement? (laughs) Because like, I think the first thing I notice when I hang out with like people who have girls is that their girls sit down when they play. <laughs> oh, yes. It's like they're sitting and playing at the same time. This is weird. But I have just, I've really gotten used to that. But seeing it as a strength and something to make sure that you include in every day that you're taking advantage of, you know, I always have them and they love it. Like, can you carry those big boxes over here or carrying the groceries, anything that is like using their physical bodies in a positive way for helping, um, they just eat up. Uh They love it. Uh I mean, my boys will just, yeah, I can do that. You know, they're flexing. (laughs) I would love to lift this for you. (laughs) I love it if you ask. Just yesterday with my youngest, he's three, we were carrying groceries and I was like, would you like to carry one or two of these like half gallon milk cartons? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm strong enough yeah. for two. And he picks them up and it's just yeah, so cute. I mean, so like, I don't cute. care if he carries yeah. one or two, but, yeah. but he appreciates, yeah, he like mm-hmm. thrives off that even more than my daughters would. And my daughters, when you're talking about sitting, they can entertain themselves with dialogue. Oh yeah. Just dialogue yeah. alone. Yeah. Also, there's still a lot of playing as mm-hmm. well, but it's just a, it's such different. a difference. Yeah. And talking about that kind of, going here what we're doing is kind of going back to the basics I love it because just like with my own when things are going well inside of me I go back to my morning routine am I doing my morning routine oh I'm not Mm -hmm. okay let's go back to that (laughs) that's usually what's off Mm -hmm. I love it because this is an ingredient again for boys and girls because we're focusing on boys something's off something's not working let's go back to the basics are they her big things are are they getting outside enough Mm -hmm. are they getting enough sleep Mm -hmm. and are they getting proper nutrition Mm -hmm. so those are always a great place to start and for me, also, we're going to talk about this too, but connection with you. Mm-hmm. Are they mm-hmm. actually feeling connected mm-hmm. to you? Mm-hmm. But if you just kind of go back to those basics, yep. let's just, you're having an issue, let's spend some more time outside, mm-hmm. make sure we're going to bed at a good time, eating food, and then we're having connecting time. Yep. That's, for my kids, what I found when things are off, usually when I go back to those things, one of those things. I actually haven't there. had a single time in our life yet where mm-hmm. that actually hasn't mm-hmm. solved whatever the issue is. Yep, I agree. Not to say there's plenty more issues that mm-hmm. might come up that mm-hmm. will require more but usually it's that one of those things is just missing yeah you know yep totally yeah I totally agree and I think in boys a lot of the times at least with my boys what I see is for example just last week with Cohen he was being extra <clears throat> physical aggressive in a way that he usually isn't like just 
like let me walk by and just like push someone to bug them mm-hmm. to kind of like irritate them and when I was trying to okay so then I go in mom brain girl brain and I'm like trying to figure out what's wrong by talking and sometimes that works sometimes he does it express you know like i'm frustrated because i'm the big brother and my life is so hard or whatever (laughs) but (laughs) i've established that i'm feeling a little bit (laughs) rarely though and then but so for for him it was going back and i was looking at wow i think you're just really tired and three or four nights of an earlier bedtime and it was like change so yeah i think those main pillars and i think um at least I've seen for me, sleep and eat food for my boys is huge. They get hangry very fast. Yes. Very fast. Yes. As do I. And and that physicality, the running, I think there are so many places where we go with our children that it's not appropriate for them Mm -hmm. to run and yell Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I would say for me, I've just had to find places outside is awesome because mm-hmm. they can just run and yell mm-hmm. and roll around and mm-hmm. do whatever. And mm-hmm. you don't have to keep saying, shh, stop, be quiet, stop, no. stop, stop. Yeah. Or if you can find an indoor place, like mm-hmm. I've even found where, where I go to work out, there's like this room that has soft floors mm-hmm. and they literally can sprint their little hearts out mm-hmm. and like scream and run and getting. So if you're feeling like, well, where are they going to do that? At? I would mm-hmm. say find a place outside if you can. And if it's the middle of winter and you have two feet of snow, still get mm-hmm. them outside as much mm-hmm. as they can. Mm-hmm. But even for me, there's also a place in my house where it's yeah. like you can run and you can hit yeah. pillows and you can jump. jump. Mm-hmm. Because if everyone in your house is a place where they can't express their physicality, totally. it's gonna that's going to be difficult. Yeah. So perhaps maybe set aside, if you don't have a place already, a room in your house where like, you know what? Say you're in a room where there's a lot of breakable things. You know mm-hmm. what? You are really wanting to jump off the couch. But mm-hmm. There's so many things in here that could break. But guess what? You can go in this room. For me, it's actually our family room. So mm-hmm. it's like right there by me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but in this room, I actually don't have breakable stuff. And you literally mm-hmm. can just like run around as fast as you jump. want and yell and whatever. I'm like, this is a place you can do that. So I would mm-hmm. say that's really important have a place for them to be as physical as they want and i would also recommend if you're establishing that place probably not like in the like back corner of your house way away from you because if they're totally. small that's probably not going to yeah. appeal to them yep. so you know just a small there. space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with some pillows that they can mm-hmm. get the energy hit mm-hmm. <laughs> you know whatever totally and for me with having three boys i've kind of just adapted my home to work for that there are, for me, it's more time, like if the baby's asleep, then that's like a time that we're not being psycho and loud. But I've kind of adapted our main like living space and they have like a toy room and stuff. But, you know, I don't have a lot of stuff that can get knocked over, kind of yeah. eliminated a yeah. lot of stuff because it's just less stress for me to not just have to be like, stop, don't do that all day. Mm-hmm. And for them, because how annoying. If that was your life. Yeah. Just you can't move. Yeah. Don't breathe. Exactly. Because when you go to other people's houses or the yes. store or whatever, yes. they, they do have, have to, to like, do that. keep their and hands school. in and they can't mm-hmm. run and all those mm-hmm. things. I agree. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Most most of my house is like that. <laughs> but like, specifically our family room, which is mm-hmm. right by me in the mm-hmm. kitchen, they can just go crazy. Because they like to be biased. Um, and one more thing on the physical play. I think if you can teach them to play so I think a lot of boys like to wrestle and play fight and use their physical action in those ways and I think if you're 
taking advantage of that and maybe you can do some little, you know, like you and dad wrestle or my husband likes to do like bull rides on his back or, but teaching them awareness of their strength, awareness of their physical body and how to use that in a productive way. Because when they're not getting those, I think then boys tend to go out and seek them by like, let me just punch my brother and see if we can get into a thing, you know? Uh So if it's like has a safe outlet, I've found that really helps my boys. Mm -hmm. And another thing to add to that, wrestling oftentimes in my home, uh, it actually rarely leads to full-blown hitting, Mm -hmm. but oftentimes somebody ends up getting hurt. Right. So, and by hurt, I just mean like a bonk, you know, somebody ends up crying. And for me, what's been super helpful to make it not escalate to a full bone, like now I'm mad Mm -hmm. and I'm going to punch somebody. Mm -hmm. Because like when they wrestle, they don't like, like you can can wrestle. Yeah. yeah, Don't like punch each other Mm -hmm. or slap each other or (laughs) kick each other really hard. But when they're wrestling, they're still our flying feet and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so something that's been helpful for me is when somebody gets hurt, I literally, it's just like a, oh, you guys are wrestling. Oh, it looks like you hurt your head. Okay. And usually just by giving that person who got hurt, just validating that they got hurt, mm-hmm. not turning into this like, ah, you were wrestling too hard, and, blah, yeah. blah, blah, mm-hmm. and like making the other person feel way bad for it. Usually my other son will automatically come over and pat him because he knows he's not in trouble. Right. You guys are just wrestling. Right. Sometimes when you're wrestling, one person ends yeah. up flipping over and yeah. hitting their, their mm-hmm. foot against the couch. And this is part of wrestling, but I also am validating that that hurts you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I like that because you're still, so you're, here, you're actually giving the one who got hurt a chance to be okay. It's okay to cry mm-hmm. and it's okay to be hurt, which is, which is a huge thing that boys face right now. Mm-hmm. That they somehow, like, are have to be... Magically. Yeah. Not so <laughs> impervious to pain. Mm-hmm. But no, you can feel pain. You can feel... You can cry. So, you, at one sense, you're validating emotion. And the other... You're giving your other son a chance or daughter, whoever. You're giving them a chance to give compassion and empathy and mm-hmm. still see that... Sometimes you can prevent somebody getting hurt if you can, like, see, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just being aware of your own body mm-hmm. without shaming them. Totally. Because, you know what I mean? I just feel like when you're in wrestling. This is just what happens with physical things. Sometimes you get hurt. Exactly. And there doesn't have to be any shame. Nobody yeah. has to be bad for it. Mm-hmm. Now, as I say that, there have been a few times where they're wrestling and, <laughs> you know, one person does say bonk their foot against the couch and get mad and or I can hear it. Like you yeah. look over and they're oh, yeah. about to go and oh, hit yeah. the other person. And I just, have to, I just have to step in and say, it looks like you're going to hit it. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like maybe now we're moving into anger, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. different than just regular wrestling mm-hmm. and getting out your physical stuff. Mm-hmm. So it seems like we're moving into anger. So you know what? We're just going to sit apart for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. How about you run over here and you run over here? Mm-hmm. Or if somebody does hit, then we do what we've always talked with hitting. Mm-hmm. Then I can step in. Oh, looks like you hit him. Yeah, I can see maybe things are getting a little bit too... Too much anger mm-hmm. here. So we're just going to... Mm-hmm. But again, there's no like shame here. Right. It's simply validating, separating. Right. But right. anyway, that's just something I think it's worth mentioning. Yes, when we're totally. talking about wrestling. But I would say in my house now, I would say it almost... I can't even think of the last time it's like escalated to somebody... To a fight. Getting in a fight. Mm-hmm. It's more just like somebody gets bonked mm-hmm. and they cry. Mm-hmm. And then they just keep wrestling. Yep. And I would say also know on the wrestling going deep in like the wrestling play fighting but when my boys first started play fighting I I think as a girl I was just like whoa what? whoa that's a lot like it was like oh my gosh and it would almost get to this point of like do I need to separate them and then someone would just be laughing hysterically and running them and they'd start over again so I would say tamp your normal like 
maybe just let it go a little bit longer than you would think. And I don't know. I think as a mom, as girls, I just didn't understand it. Maybe at first, like, why do you want to do that to each other? But then once they got the hang of it, they get so much joy out of it. And it really does get out so much of their physical energy. And it's so cute once they get it. And it's something that I love about having boys around. Because so my little sister was way younger than me. So wrestling Mm -hmm. her would have not been fun because she was like the size of my... (laughs) leg yeah (laughs) but my brother and I were pretty much close to the same size most of our life Mm because he was two and a half years younger than me and I was pretty small for my age Mm -hmm. so I actually that's something I think is a gift the boys can bring to a family is Mm -hmm. I grew up wrestling a ton and I like loved it Mm -hmm. in fact I actually thought I was a pretty good wrestler yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I love it because yeah my girls they used to not wrestle with each other but now that I have boys they do do like the rough and tumble stuff with them and I think it's great for girls yeah have that experience so i look at it as a gift that boys bring into totally. a family yeah that they bring in that like yeah my girls can totally like mm-hmm. tackle somebody and mm-hmm. roll out from underneath somebody and try mm-hmm. to pin them you know mm-hmm. what i mean I actually yeah think it's a good skill a for gift. all of us and so it's just a little yeah little present that boys bring if you can look at it like that i think it's helpful i agree all right next pillar this is for all kids again going back to the main things but validating emotions i think it's super important for boys to be encouraged to express their emotion and to be really aware if we're using any um over masculine phrases you know like suck it up or boys don't cry or come on you're strong that didn't really hurt um or you're fine you're fine Uh you're fine stop crying a little kid Mm -hmm. a little kid i mean i've seen with boys and girls yes yes but like a little kid just literally like got hurt Mm -hmm. i mean i would want to cry myself Mm -hmm. And yeah, when you're, when I see you're somebody fine. be like, you're yeah. fine, like mm-hmm. don't even cry about mm-hmm. it. It's like, no, there's like mm-hmm. a feeling there. You got to get out. Yes. My least favorite phrase that people say with boys is the boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the reason why I hate it so much is because I feel like then they become men and they act out in ways that can hurt people. Yes. And it's like, uh, oh, what well, boys will be boys. It's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. We learn as we grow that our actions affect people and that we are responsible for our own actions. And the yeah. idea is when your boy becomes a man mm-hmm. that there is no such thing as like, oh, well, I am overly preoccupied with whatever, mm-hmm. objectifying women, mm-hmm. so fine, yeah. I'll just I'll do just that. Boy. You know, <laughs> I'm just, just a boy. what boys do. <laughs> yeah, yes. Exactly. Being a boy isn't an excuse. Yes. It's just something to understand, mm-hmm. but it's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. And so this also goes along with validating emotions. This is coming to one of our just core pillars in general, which we mentioned at the beginning, which is connection. Mm-hmm. Anytime you are taking the time to validate somebody's emotion, it means you're seeing them. Mm-hmm. And there's some reflective listening here as well. So if you see something, instead of saying, that was bad, stop that. Mm-hmm. If you can jump straight to whatever you're guessing that they're feeling, and you might be wrong. Mm-hmm. In fact, in this book, she says, you might be wrong some of the time, but what matters is that you're trying. Yeah. You can say things like, Oh, you look real. You you're probably really frustrated right now. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And just saying that changes them instead of being feeling shamed. Mm-hmm. They can say like, look at you and be like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. feeling so frustrated right now. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And they're getting the tools to actually be able to name their own emotions. To name it, yeah, and then express it. And I think something when I think about this that is tricky with boys is sometimes they again don't just express through emotion their emotion through words and I think sometimes we see boys emotion come out as hitting pushing boundaries um I see that big time with my oldest when he 
he is like totally a like rule follower, but when he's feeling big emotions underneath, which is usually a result of a misconnection or he's not feeling safe or maybe something's going on at school, then he deliberately pushes boundaries. Um, she talk, uh, Noelle talks a lot about how boys will retreat or hide. Like they will just refrain from talking about it at all. So I think in these situations... <laughs> I've never seen any grown men do that. <laughs> no, ever. heavens no. If we can reframe from, well, you just hit deliberate, deliberately push boundaries or hiding, you're not talking to me, you're not listening to me. So if we can reframe from going into like a punishing, arguing, nagging mode and going into instead something's going on and and doing that reflective listening, encouraging them to name and express it, I think that helps them feel seen and heard and in the future be more apt to express to us with Mm -hmm. talking instead of punching something. Yes. And if I need to set a boundary to keep you from hitting your friend, then I will because Mm -hmm. I'm the adult in this situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I can do it without shaming. Right. And all kids feel safer when you don't allow them to hurt people. Totally. Because it doesn't feel good to hurt. No. It, it feels good for a second, and then you just feel bad. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So totally. Something I tell my kids, this isn't in the book, and I hope this is okay. This mm-hmm. is from martial arts. But um, but sometimes I say, uh, I won't let you hurt your brother, you know, if he's mm-hmm. pushed him or whatever, out of anger. Mm-hmm. Because, because I do feel like this deep down, that we can't hurt other people without hurting ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, because we're all connected. So... Every once in a while I'll say that. It's because I, I care about you. That's why I'm not going to let you. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to pull yeah. you over here. Yeah, I'm going to keep you safe. I'm going to keep you safe. safe from hurting yeah. him because it hurts you too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I say too. Anyway, I kind of yeah, love, love that phrase because I feel like that as an adult. Anytime mm-hmm. I hurt somebody else's feelings on purpose, which I can't think of the last time that's happened, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good to hurt yeah, people. Yeah, oh dang, that I remember, didn't work for me either. <laughs> I remember doing that, though, like, as yeah. a teenager, mm-hmm. even with my brother, when we were past the point of hitting, there are things that I would say, I would say things that I knew would hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, didn't, that doesn't feel good to yeah, me either. Yeah, totally. Okay, next pillar that we want to talk about with boys is to <sighs> encourage cooperation. <laughs> the fun one. Um, I think... I. So when I've looked at the questions that we've gotten from listeners about boys, it's almost always this. I tell or ask or they know to do blank and they don't do it. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And so I wanted to touch on this because uh, boys, when we look at their, again, when you look at their brain, a lot of the times it's, that physical the physical thing is going first so i'm gonna i'm hitting the chair with this stick or i'm running and so when you mom are over there saying hey put your shoes on i'm running (laughs) that's what i'm doing i'm not putting my that's not i'm not even hearing you because i'm running and i see that a lot with my boys where it Mm -hmm. takes a little bit more physical here Mm -hmm. i am physically Mm -hmm. now let me tell you what to do yes (laughs) to encourage the cooperation and I also think a lot of times we brush boys off as, well, boys are just messy and they, they're not good listeners and they can't do this because they haven't learned that yet. Their brain's not quite there yet. And I think if we take the time to teach, and this is a big emphasis in the Calmer, Happier, Easier Boys book, is 
instead of we can go for 10 years nagging and they're still not going to do it, mm-hmm. or we can take a little bit more time in the moments to stop, get in their physical presence, and then teach them these habits that are going to build up into cooperation. Mm-hmm. And her description of cooperation is basically you ask somebody to do something and they do it the first time without whining, crying, complaining. Or Whew. whinging. Or whinging. She, she calls it. <laughs> Don't I you guys love, love that? Instead of whining, well, she says whining too, but she says whinging, which I must look up the definition because that's the best word ever. Yes. That describes almost all. Whinging. <laughs> whinging. Yes. So she, uh, so Noelle encourages using think-throughs, which are basically teaching through each task in your day. So you lay it out. Um, so I'll just give you guys an example. So there's things that you want your kids to get on with and start doing bedtime, getting ready for school. Um, those kind of things where there habits that you're trying to create. So instead of, so these are two things that we have made the switch on in our house with think through. So I'm going to give you guys the examples, but so for bedtime, instead of you do your whole bedtime thing and like Terrellyn has says, you feel like the train and if you stop going, everyone stops. Mm-hmm. It gets off the rails. Everybody's doing whatever they're doing, throwing toilet paper, getting something out of the fridge if you're not pushing. Yeah. And my whole, in my mind as a mom, my goal for bedtime is, okay, bedtime, you know what to do. <laughs> Then head up. I'm like, is this so much to ask? Like, but so she talks about using think through. So instead of five years of nagging, 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 and you're the train, you know, you take the time a few days to go through. Here's all our steps for bedtime. And for some kids, I think it's probably would be super helpful to have like a visual thing, oh, like yeah. a toothbrush with a box under to check off. And I know a lot of people use those. I never have. Um, we just went through and said, okay, here's what you do before bed. And I'll tell you guys, cause it's funny, but we do go pee, brush your teeth, get in your bed. Don't get out. Don't get out. Don't get out. Don't get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like That's like the next five steps. Mm-hmm. Don't get out of bed. And it, it was funny. And my kids thought it was hilarious and they're laughing, but over the last, you know, I think it's been probably five to seven days that we've been doing it. Um, I do just say, okay, let's get ready for bed and that's the first you know key for them and then I say okay so what do you do and now they just say which I think all kids know these things but it's almost like that habit creation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is bringing up in their mind and they do go they go brush their teeth they go pee and they get in their bed all by themselves um and then we go in and do books and the I would say the don't get out part the not coming out has probably reduced by 60 to 75 percent over these last few days just by taking that time to teach and create a habit Mm -hmm. in them and same thing with um what she calls stop behaviors so just one more example so with for us um i was super i guess the word is triggered by disrespectful talk so if you want a drink of milk don't just say, Mom, give me a drink of milk now. I would like if your first thought was to say, can I please have a drink of milk? Or, you know, can you please get that for me? And so doing the same thing with teaching, going through. And I feel like, I think we all feel like we've probably done this. We've probably said, 
can you use what's the best way to say and they know it they say it back but for us it was the you know oh it sounds like you really want to drink a milk i'll give you a minute or two and then you can ask me in a respectful voice that we've gone through the day before and it really has been a trigger and that i can say has changed like 95 percent their disrespectful like asking in a way that I feel like is disrespectful. I'm not saying they're actually being disrespectful. They're just not thinking about a polite way to say it at first mm-hmm. through doing these think throughs. So I have loved yeah. that tip. I like that. And she says to make sure that you're never doing a think through in the heat of the moment. Right. Yes. Or use it as a, you didn't do this. Like it's not a punishment of you didn't do this mm-hmm. last night. So it's a prep, you know, like you're not like making them feel bad about mm-hmm. what they've done in the past. It's literally just a, okay guys, we're going to talk about bedtime. Mm-hmm. What are the steps? Mm-hmm. Repeat it back to me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's yeah. not an emotionally charged exactly. thing. The think-throughs are done in like a neutral territory time. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love the idea of, this isn't the first time we've read this in a book or talked about it, but I think it's so good with kids to always, I mean, think with boys, we're talking physical first, but with mm-hmm. girls too, anytime you're giving them an instruction of any kind, if you can come give them eye contact get in their space Mm -hmm. okay you're playing with your car but now or in five minutes we're going to make the transition to bedtime Mm -hmm. so you're actually in their space they're stopped they're looking at you Mm -hmm. is it the two 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 is it two feet on the ground two eyes two feet away oh yeah is that what it is yeah that sounds that's from one of our our other books yeah 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 but man that is huge 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 and i found specifically with my five-year-old when it comes to getting dressed if i do that because he's still, uh, I would say, one-third of the time gets dressed by himself before he even comes downstairs. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. otherwise, he needs me to ask him specifically. And when I do that, he does it. When I'm just in the kitchen making breakfast and I'm like, hey, put on your, put clothes. your clothes. on. Then 10 minutes go by and I'm like, why aren't your clothes on? <laughs> but it's because I didn't do the connecting. I didn't do the physical yes. first. Come over, look at him. Mm-hmm. He's looking at me. Mm-hmm. Here's your clothes. I would like you to put them on. Mm-hmm. He does it. Mm-hmm. when I do that totally. but when it's just like I'm doing it from a disconnected place he doesn't feel connected and then I end up getting frustrated mm-hmm. and it's not a good thing for all of us and this is another an important thing to recognize when we're talking about that I feel like that as an adult I cannot tell you how many times even with my husband when we first got married I had to be like just so you know I will listen to you when you talk to me but I have to know that you're talking to me because yeah. his feelings were hurt a few times like I'd be we'd be watching a show together and he'd like make a joke and I didn't even he- I didn't even hear him and so I had to tell him, like, if you're going to say something, even if I don't look like I'm doing something, I'm probably daydreaming. Yeah. So come up to me, <laughs> look at me, yeah. say, Tara Lynn, and if I turn around and I look at you, then I'm with you. And you can know that mm-hmm. I am full-blown listening to you. <laughs> but so if I'm feeling that myself, even with my kids, I, they'll be like, well, you said, you know, you said this. And I'm like, I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. What, what was I doing? And they're like, oh, you're doing the dishes. And I'm like, well... Was I looking at you? Because mm-hmm. if so, I'm sure I was in my own mind. Yeah. So if yeah. you come to me, make sure I'm looking at you. So I don't even I don't even hear good instructions when I'm mm-hmm. doing other things. So mm-hmm. that's just a good reminder. With kids, it makes sense then. Like, yes. let's make sure we have each other's full attention when we're issuing any kind of instructions. Yeah, yep, I agree. And I think those two things combined. So if you're doing these think-throughs, so to use the example of how you would like your kids to talk to you, yes, in a non-heated moment you could say you know how do we ask for something that we want if you'd like something how do you ask and then you know they'll you ask your kids I'm sure they know 
we say please and then we wait patiently that's my big thing we wait patiently for the person mm-hmm. to respond mm-hmm. don't keep asking and asking and asking and mm-hmm. asking mm-hmm. you know if you go through that in a in a calm moment i think and then with the proximity if you are asking them to do something i think that teaching and then that connection will lead into habit creation and cooperation mm-hmm. over time one of my favorite parts of this book, and we, we've talked about healthy praise before, but uh, in this book specifically, she really does a good job at everything we just talked about, encouraging physicality in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. So like wrestling without punching, for example, mm-hmm. or uh, cooperation, having them actually do the instructions that you say. Something that I love, she calls it descriptive praise. And so just as a quick review, this is, I think, like the key to pretty much all of this. Once you've kind of established all these little cool habits, Mm -hmm. to make sure that you are praising them throughout the day. Sorry, somebody's like building something in the room next to us, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a hammer. Hammer. But that we're not doing the superlative praise of like, good job, Mm -hmm. great work, Mm -hmm. Mm woohoo. We're simply recognizing what they did in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So you can say simply, you got dressed mm-hmm. without me asking you today. Mm-hmm. Or I asked you to get dressed and you got dressed. Mm-hmm. Or look at you guys as you're, and you can do this just as they're wrestling in mm-hmm. the front room. You can say, wow, you guys are wrestling so, in such a good way. I don't know how you'd even say it. Without wrestling hitting. without hurting. Yeah, you're wrestling without hurting. Whatever. Yeah. However you want to say mm-hmm. it. But any of those, any of those things, wow, you brush your teeth and you are in bed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, woohoo, good job. Best ever, gold star and forehead. Yeah, you're not saying those. <laughs> yeah. I'm simply recognizing, wow, you are in bed. Yes. And hearing that, the good thing that that does, if you're doing just the superlatives, just the wow, good job, they actually end up, one, tuning them out. They have shown from research because it's just the same thing over and over. And they don't know actually what they exactly did to What's get the that. good job? So, but if you're saying specifically what they did, then they know in the future to get the same validation, I just have to do this thing Mm -hmm. and be respectful, say please. So you can just say, when they say, mommy, may I please have some milk? Mm -hmm. You can say, you you used please. Mm -hmm. And I think you can never go wrong with just saying thank you Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's always good. Say thank you for doing this. Thank you for getting dressed. Um, But I think the descriptive praise is huge. And she says... Her number actually is make sure you're giving descriptive praise at least 10 times a day. Mm-hmm. To each kid. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. each kid. Yeah. So for me, that means 40 times a day. Yeah. <laughs> I am saying something. So it's actually, and when I started doing this, this was from one, I mean, the concept, this concept we've been mm-hmm. introduced to a long time ago. So I feel like you just kind of get in the habit of just simply noticing what your kids are doing. Mm-hmm. You're sitting so well yeah. working on that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to say and like talk about their mm-hmm. coloring. You mm-hmm. can just say, wow, you're mm-hmm. I'm saying wow a lot in this. I don't say wow as much in real life. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> but oh, you guys are playing so uh-huh. well together. Thank you. Or oh, you're being so nice to the cat. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like when they're petting her softly. Yeah. Just simply, that's all. I don't stay. I don't just noticing. going into yep. it. But just you're just simply noticing what they're doing. And you're giving them. And what you're also doing is you're building their identity that they are cooperators. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They do. They are good. Exactly. Because you always want to make sure you're giving more positive than negative. And so you're really helping create their identity. Anytime you're giving this positive validation, I see you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what you're doing. And it just adds to their like, oh, yes, I do this. Yeah, my I son, am that. Mm-hmm. My son, maybe, I don't know, two years ago, 
noticed that my husband opened the door for me. So he started opening the door. And, you know, every time he does, I say, thank you so much. What a gentleman. And you should honestly see his face. He still gets a look on his face every single time he opens the door. Like, he's looking at me like... Are you going to say thank you that I'm a gentleman? Oh, and it's adorable. I love that. And you can tell it's part of his identity. Now this idea, which I know, chivalry, you know, there's like, some people are like, uh, girls don't need open doors open for mm-hmm. them. I still appreciate that I am strong. And yes, I can open my own door. But I do appreciate <laughs> when a gentleman opens the door for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I still am a fan of chivalry. But it's really cute. I feel like he now really takes it and this kind of goes into one of the strengths of boys which is protection but i mean my son it's so sweet he like makes sure like when we go into elevators he makes sure like i get in first he'll like wait for me because he wants to make sure i'm in safely so when we say last one there's a rotten egg he'll like run behind me like i don't want you to be the rotten egg mommy like he's really kind of like internalized that like i I'm um, a protector, mm-hmm. but not in a burden. Like I'm not burdening yeah. him to actually protect yeah. me. Yeah. But like this idea that like I'm a gentleman, mm-hmm. I think of others and I open mm-hmm. doors. Like it, I think anything you're validating does become part of their identity. So make sure you're validating things you want. But totally, it's something that I've been pleased watching. It's mm-hmm. really sweet. And you see their little just. You can see their whole demeanor change when even if I use this in times of where like negative things are are happening or maybe they you know like tantrums or fights that I don't want to be happening if I just wait you know if I wait for the thing validate the emotion wait for the thing to end and then oh you guys aren't fighting anymore like instead of putting attention on the negative like stop fighting stop instead I put it on the the positive the second it ends I mean it was just happening but it's appreciating that they've stopped you can see them be like oh Okay. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. We play without fighting. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. So it's no, really cute. And Noelle actually says the reason why a lot of parents don't do descriptive praise is because when your kids are playing well, you're just trying to get you're stuff like, done. See ya. <laughs> and then only when things go wrong do you come in and mm-hmm. give them attention. Mm-hmm. But if you can s- just switch that, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it doesn't really take any extra time. Yeah. Just that you are seeing them while mm-hmm. they're being good mm-hmm. really changes. Literally yep. all those pillars we just talked about, you add descriptive praise onto those mm-hmm. and it cements them into their identity. I agree. Which is so cool. And then just the last note on cooperation before we break uh, that is emphasized through this book, also through Boys Adrift and tons of research that I've read on boys is to be super aware of follow through to if they are doing a good behavior that you want to validate to make sure that they receive reinforcement on that with the, you know, like this positive praise and then always follow through on misbehaviors don't tiptoe around them i think a lot of the times we try to avoid that i don't know if the right right word is confrontation but um there's something in the male brain that that just doesn't work good through you really need to follow work well for you really need to follow through so and i love it noelle says you can express love fully without approving of their behavior and i think that's the key is the connection, you're empathizing, um, you're validating, you broke that vase, whatever, because you were mad, but then the follow through is whatever it is for your house. Everybody's different. Maybe it's now you need to clean it up, go tell the person whose vase it was. Maybe it's they're older and they're going to earn money for it, whatever, but making sure you, ha- when you set your boundaries, you're following through on 
the misbehaviors as well mm-hmm. and like connecting them to your family values instead of just letting them go because mm-hmm. boys they need they need to know the end result yes <laughs> and i'm sure girls do too yeah but and that there are specific consequences right natural we've consequences talked. to mm-hmm. the action yeah which is the key to we've talked this when you set a limit mm-hmm. you hold that limit mm-hmm. and and the boundary yeah and, and it's okay that you're mad mm-hmm. i'm okay you're mad about it but yeah. it is gonna yeah. be that but yeah you're still yeah. gonna have to pay for that base mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah, whatever exactly. the thing is yeah yeah I love, yep, I agree. All right, <clears throat> we're going to take a break. And we- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, everyone, we have decided to do the second part of our pillars about raising boys on our next episode for time purposes, because we had so much information, good information to go through. We want to make sure that we uh, have the right amount of time for it. So I just wanted to put in a little disclaimer. As soon as I said this in the first part, guys, uh, I like kind of rubbed me wrong and I just want to clarify it. When I said that I haven't read any books about raising girls, I just want to clarify that. I have read, although I haven't read any books, I've read a lot of research about the stuff that's facing girls in today's world. And I feel like I'm aware to a lot of things that are women's issues because I am a woman and it does interest me. So I I just want you all to know that I'm sensitive to the fact that girls have plenty of issues that they are facing today as well. But there is a part of me that is just far more baffled by what boys have to face. And I don't understand it as much uh, simply because I'm not a man. I'm a girl. I'm a woman. (laughs) So um, that's just me. I feel like I am having to go to more effort to understand even what men today are dealing with than what I'm going through because it's not my experience. So it takes more effort on my part to understand what somebody else is going through, right? So anyway, I just want to clarify that. And I am so uh, looking forward to presenting the rest of the core principles that we're going to be sharing with you guys about raising boys on our next episode. Let's find the magic. Brown cows. <laughs>